Hello and welcome to the Anomaly Presents podcast, bringing you some of the mayhem that you'll be seeing November 8th, 9th, and 10th at the Cinema Theater in Rochester, New York, by talking about some of the movies that made us want to throw a film festival. My name is Matt Knotts. It's a celebration tonight. I'm joined with a few of the founders of the Anomaly Film Festival. The reason it's a celebration is twofold. Number one, it's our good friend Vanessa's birthday. Yay! Woo! So happy birthday, oh, Vanessa. Thank you, thank you. Joining us also tonight is... Kristen Pelkpacheco. Megan Murphy. Aaron Murphy. In 1991, a film was made. It was a, a collaboration between some of the biggest names in, in Hollywood. It was a giant grossing film. It became a cultural touchstone. Movie attractions, franchises, you name it, came from this movie. That film was Terminator 2. <laughs> there was another film in 1991. Damn you! With, with a similar pedigree, not quite the same result. What we got was nothing but trouble. Nothing but trouble. So we came to this. It, it's Vanessa's birthday. So, Vanessa, let, let's talk about how we came to nothing but trouble. A vague recollection <laughs> of what this movie, what I thought the movie was about. Because uh, I had seen it, you know, a few times in my, my wayward youth. And... Uh, I was promptly reminded that uh, the idea or the story that I had in my head was not at all what the actual movie was. So I did write down before I watched it what I thought the movie was about. So I'm going to read that for you today. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> and we're going to see just how accurate I was. I'm going to say like 30%. <clears throat> Megan, this one's for you. <laughs> I'm so ready. Please tell me what young Vanessa thought Nothing But Trouble was and up until you just rewatched it. Last night. Fantastic. At like 1 a.m. Ooh, the perfect time. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a perfect time? Okay. Enter a young couple. Recently wed? Together? Something. I don't know. They must have kissed at some point. <laughs> they head out west <laughs> to the small town where she's from, maybe? She wants to introduce her new beau to her overbearing father. He's a kook with a fake nose. But he's really evil. Like, he doesn't replace the toilet paper after the roll runs out kind of evil. Like, somebody who eats the last donut but leaves the box on the counter so you think there's a donut, but there's not really a donut inside and you don't know until you actually open up the box. Kind of evil. Like, Canadian goose kind of evil. Um, evil. His house is really messy, but like I couldn't recall the extent of the mess, but I knew that there was a clutter of some sort. <laughs> and he obviously doesn't want their love to bloom in the fashion that it should. He really wants to split them up. Squash that shit. <laughs> Chevy Chase is not good enough for Demi Moore. Side note, Chevy Chase is not good enough for Demi Moore. Amen. <laughs> so, uh, he, to me, forgot to tell her her partner, Chevy, how messed up her dad was. So, of course, it's a surprise. Um, and then uh, hilarity ensues. In the end, uh, I'm so sorry I wrote this. <laughs> they all become a tight family unit. I think her father dies. Maybe they kill him. I think he dies. <laughs> um, there's something to do with a train at the end? Question mark, question mark. <laughs> wow. They all live happily ever after. Finn. <laughs> I, that's a beautiful dream of a movie. <laughs> it's not the I, movie. I, I kind of wish it was that movie. Th Wait, before I think, thank you, Vanessa, You're for welcome. this gift. 
Yeah. It's your birthday, but you gave us the gift. I did also write down some of my favorite quotes from the movie. Um, some things I'm going to actually try to integrate into my daily uh, vernacular. One of them is just like a bunch of spiders and a birthday cake. Welcome to supper, of course. And you really put the pin in the party hog now, girl. Fantastic. <laughs> Whereas my favorite one is this place is extremely dragulated. <laughs> Expect to be hearing that for the rest of the year. Forever. Forever. Oh, yes. That's all I got. So <laughs> that was stunning. That was unbelievable. Stunning. Thank you, Vanessa. <laughs> Needless to say, that wasn't 100% what we saw. Not at all. Um, no. So as we often do, we never do. As we often do, let's start from the start. Um, as I recall, this opens on the, the stereotypical... Uh, Aerial shot of New York City with, you know, our smooth R&B playing, <laughs> as you do in a late 80s, early 90s comedy. Yep, yep, yep. And then it opens on Chevy Chase being Chevy Chase, I guess. He's a financial planner, publisher. publisher. publisher yes. Yeah. He has a newsletter. He hands it to the, the guy. Very Not a banker. Time. Not a banker. To be Not clear. a banker. This will be, be a point. Double dead. Yeah, yeah absolutely not a banker. <laughs> so... Let me ask this question just at the, the top here. What is a financial... Is this a job that people had? A financial publisher? A financial I publisher? Th- I think it's kind of like Forbes magazine. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's yeah. just... They but, publish, like, what um, stocks to yeah. invest in and what not to invest in. And that's why I was always screaming out the window, like... Sell it. Sell this stock. I forgot which one. What did you say? Was. Like buy pork, sell I know, something I, I else. I hope I'm not confusing trading places. <laughs> <laughs> well, why did whatever newsletter he was hanging out with, handing out to everybody, look like what you grab at church when you're leaving? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it, <laughs> you publish. I think he's just a professional bullshitter, which makes <laughs> casting Chevy Chase make sense. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. only part of casting Chevy Chase in what's Technically, I think he's supposed to be a romantic lead. The only thing that makes sense is this beginning where he's basically like this asshole. Yeah. He's a rich asshole. And I think we're supposed, the movie thinks we, we're supposed to like him. Yeah. And it never gets there. No. You're, and you're never going to. There was uh, yeah. no way that was being made. I, I enjoy Chevy Chase, but it's a long way to say, oh, yeah, he's going to be our likable protagonist. Yeah. yeah. I don't know he ever did that, ever. Um, Likeable's not in his wheelhouse. No. Fletch is an asshole, but it works out because that's the character. Oh, he's like a charming asshole. He gets through. Like, not yeah. not this. I mean, to be honest, I'm like, the movie, I'm like, I'm 50-50 whether if he dies, it's a happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because then we're done with him. They're kind of in the stew because of him in the first place. There needed to be exactly. more murdering. Yeah. There needed to be more murdering. <laughs> there needed to be more murdering. Nameless, I mean, people we didn't care about got murdered. Like, the yuppie cokeheads. Like, I didn't, which... Where did that come from? Very Baldwin. excited about that. that. Yeah, I was tell- Danny Baldwin. Right? Yeah, so I was right. My, yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. I had never watched this movie before yesterday. And I'm going to myself, okay, don't really know what this is. Maybe it's a comedy. And then that was the moment where they got put into the meat grinder where it just turned. And I was like, Oh, this is really terrifying. Do you mean the bone stripper? The, the bone, bone stripper. It has its own theme song. <laughs> bone stripper. Oh, no, I think I was doing the Power Rangers song today. <laughs> My evil plan is working. Morphin Power Stripper. No, that's... <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, my. Extracurricular activity there. Um, yeah, so the, the bone stripper, by the way, the theme by the damn Yankees. 
Oh. Ted Nugent's damn, Yan- damn Yankees. I will say Luffa the judge's uh, musical taste is very eclectic, and it's it's shown throughout the film. I am it's very shown. excited to get to that point. <laughs> so <laughs> we can't wait, can't wait. <laughs> yeah. So we have him handing out his weird financial zine that nobody, I don't think, like I don't know that Forbes built his fortune by reaching into his, his breast pocket and handing out zines. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> as cool and punk rock as that would be, I don't think Here, that I works. Print this out. on my Xerox. Take it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So then he, he's walking into his apartment building. He jumps into the elevator and then Demi Moore pops in and has some kind of breakdown for reasons I can't figure out. I didn't know what she was upset about or what she saw. And then was freaking. She saw a piece of his mail and then stole it from him. She was like a pre upset. So like we were talking about this earlier. I thought. Because, again, I had no actual <laughs> recollection of what this film was about. She started crying, and it seemed very, like, fake to me. Yeah. And not like, obviously, she's an actress. She's not really sad. But, <laughs> like, like, she was trying to get something from him. So I'm like, oh, this bitch is swindling him in some fashion. Yeah. But then, like, she was supposed to actually be sad. And I think it was because, like her boyfriend or she was breaking she up with that dude by yeah piece of mail he um had. and that was like the ultimate thing but i was like oh so she's not gonna try to swindle him that was like her acting like she was crying to me gi jane what's happening like listen <laughs> gi jane hadn't happened at that point <laughs> yeah. uh, th- too soon <laughs> this was just as a point of order the first film she made after ghost <sighs> huh. yep unfortunate you Indeed. in danger girl <laughs> <laughs> She needed Whoopi. That's what the thing. She needed to be like, don't hang out with this guy. He's a clown. He's a clown. If anybody would know. Um, so, yeah, pretty incomprehensible elevator scene where she kind of has a breakdown and then he invites her to the party upstairs. Mm-hmm. Right. Hmm. And then more incomprehensible stuff. Like this is uh, my notes. I have it. This is the least cute meat cute I've ever seen in my life. I don't understand weird. any of it. It's just so bizarre. It's It seems like it's just a weird way to get them all into the car together. Yeah, she's like, let me take your car. Bitch, I don't know you. Like, he, was what? About to, he was about to give her the keys and go go have fun driving to another Maybe that's city. how rich people live. Maybe they're just used to taking that's each other's cars. That's what I was saying. Maybe they're uber rich and yeah. people just come up and say, let me use your car yeah. on a consistent basis. I want to go to the Hamptons or something. No, I don't know. absolutely not. It's just because <laughs> Dan Aykroyd needs them all get to the house and I, he's writing the script and he's like, I can't wait any longer. Okay, so uh, they get in the car together. The Brazilianaires show up for no reason, and they're on the road. I think he just wanted to get to the house so bad, but knew he couldn't he start care. there. Yeah. So none of this is how any human ever acts. Nobody acts like a human. And I'm talking about the people without, without the facial weirdness that comes later. Yeah. These are like our normal people. And they're not people. That they're is just weird. Yeah. 100% the way I felt about it. I was like, he doesn't care about this, so why do we? Let's just... Yeah. Fucking get there. That's it. Let's get them in the car. Let's get the Brazilian airs, which... Do, what now? <laughs> I, 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 here's the thing. I was not a yuppie in the 80s in Manhattan. <laughs> oh. So I don't know if this is a very specific reference and there were Brazilian millionaires and they were colloquially called Brazilianaires, or if this is just like a neuron firing in Dan Aykroyd's brain <laughs> and he's like, I like the way that word sounds. I like to say it. I need two of them. <laughs> Let's do this. Dos. Yeah, I feel like it was just like a, a loose grain of coke that bounced free that got us <laughs> Brazilian airs. Lord. <laughs> Which, let's be clear, uh, the people who played them were both Puerto Rican and Brazilians don't speak Span- uh, Spanish. They speak Portuguese because there's a part in the car where they're just like, oh, you speak Spanish too? Which, yes, they could be bilingual. Trilingual in that case. 
but really. From what I understand, uh, Taylor Negron, and I don't know the actress's name, yeah. uh, most, if not all, of their uh, dialogue, they just made up. They were improving yeah. it. Because yeah. I don't yeah. think, think Aykroyd, again, I have a lot to say about Dan Aykroyd and whatever his vision he was having, but I think a part of what he did not care about was like these characters again before they get to the house and their relationships right. with one another. Yeah, so they're like, like here need to be there. So. Just just <laughs> bicker over this like lunch the basket for like like five minutes. Screech in the back of the car. It'll be charming. Yeah, <laughs> and it'll make sense. Ah, no. uh, they did the best they could. I have no problem with those two oh, actors. No. They, did their <laughs> they were doing what they could. <laughs> I love Taylor Negron. I think he's amazing. So fair play to him. Yeah. Everyone here knows my feelings about country roads. Yes. And, Do they take you home? No. <laughs> terrifying. They take her to hell. <laughs> they take her straight to hell. So dumb. Um, um, so when they were like, oh, let's get off the highway to go have a stupid ass picnic for no reason. You could just eat food in the goddamn car while you're riding. I was like, no, this is purposeful. Just am- No, I'm saying they were eating food in the car. Like they said, we have to pull off when we eat this picnic while they were picnicking in the back back of that car. car. So it was just like ridiculous to me that they're like, let's just go this random way in this like use this random stuff in your car that's obviously not like functioning well. And it was just a nightmare for me. I was like, why do you want to get off the highway? The fact that it was like near New Jersey already. No, go to hell. (laughs) Because they wanted to get off the the turnpike. Yeah, the scenic sites around the turnpike, (laughs) of which there are all the factories and yeah. So, yeah, it, it's really just kind of a, I, I don't want to say boring, but disinteresting, I suppose, right? Yes. A, jaunt until he runs a stop sign. And then the Brazilianaires talk him into trying to outrun the police. Which it like, escalated uh, so quickly. So it was out of the, nowhere. The coke. It's the coke <laughs> talking. Incomprehensible. Incomprehensible. All of it. The whole time, I'm just like, just, just stop the car. Just stop the car. You know, maybe that's it. Maybe the thing that would make this all make sense. Yeah. It's like the movie had a lot of cocaine and then it just got edited out. <laughs> so every time we're like, why are they making these decisions? The answer is it was the 80s and they were rich and they were all just, their noses were full. Because now I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, picnic in the back. You think you want to pick, you know, like, oh, it's New Jersey's on the turnpike. You decide to outrun. That all makes sense if your brain is it going, drugs. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Okay, I like this theory. Let's yeah, see like, if it holds yeah, up. Let's, let's, let's play out the the John, the, the the cocaine idea because I think, yeah, all of it kind of boils down to that. I I don't know how long it took Dan and Peter to write this. This was written conceived by the Ackroyd brothers, by the way. I want to circle back. The doorman, Chevy Chase's doorman, Peter Ackroyd, Dan's brother. Wait, the one with the, the Irish one. accent for no damn reason? The terrible Irish accent. Yeah, putting in work. Wow, that movie really thought we'd find it hilarious. That guy's Irish. Ah, I don't wonder. The regular UN. We got the Brazilianaires. We got the Irish doorman. Yeah, okay, this is all coming together. Coke. Coke. (laughs) Cocaine's a hell of a drug. I feel like, yeah, it's it's the same story as the Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon writing No Holds Barred. They just threw the whole script out one weekend and just said, we're just going to stay in this hotel and write it until it's done. And that's how we got nothing but trouble. So here, here's here's where I, I differ. I think this has been a part of at least Dan Aykroyd for a long time. I think this is the story he's wanted to tell. Like, I don't think he just kind of like shat this out. I really feel like this was something he's like, this is this is part of me. Like, this is everything about this is me because he directed it and wrote it. 
You know, I just I feel like unless unless Peter's some sort of secret like I don't genius isn't the right right word, but like <laughs> like some sort of like pull, string puller. I just feel like this was this was Dan Aykroyd. Uh, this is the purest f- distillation of Dan Aykroyd that has ever been on screen. We're never going to get it. We didn't get it before. We'll never get it again. But if we want to know exactly what his brain is like, well, how he sees the world, it's nothing but trouble. And I don't know what that means. I don't. Yeah. No. <laughs> we should be concerned. Yes, if somebody concerned. needs to check on it. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's good, yeah. but it is. <laughs> it just is. And we got to sit with that for a while. <laughs> sit with it. <laughs> I do agree though the beginning was was kind of like after a while because you're right you don't care about these people and you're like alright they obviously don't care about how they meet they're really just trying to get from point A to point B so if we could just fast forward and get through this and then you see John Candy well you don't see John Candy but then the cop comes and you're like uh, as soon as I saw that billboard I sent a picture I tweeted a picture of it I was like what the fuck is this like, <laughs> like yeah. oh no the billboard that Chevy Chaz helpfully reads aloud <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like I can't see words. <laughs> Everything in this movie gets read aloud. Like we won't get. Like it feels like a studio note. Yes. Like someone was like, "Oh my god, these dum dums watching this film, they might not know that you read words and understand." Have Chevy <laughs> say it out loud. Once you notice it, it's every damn oh, time. Yeah. Uh, like movie, please. You can trust me. You can trust. But I did choose to watch this, so yeah. now maybe, maybe not. not. I cannot be trusted. I'm watching nothing but trouble. So we're at the house. <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We, got, we, we missed the levers. Over. We missed uh, the levers. The levers, the levers yeah. where it was obviously leading him. And how did they not see that? Like, they're just like, oh, I guess there's a detour. That we didn't see completely <laughs> close on to As us. the doors close. I guess we turn this way now. Uh, <laughs> by the way, she's a lawyer. She's supposed to be smart. She ain't acting smart. She ain't acting smart. No. Life lesson, book Life. smart, common sense, Not two different things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do have to say, shout out to John Candy's po- police car because it had all the cool, this is where we found out that this was going to be a weird gadget yeah. movie. Yeah. Because he's got rockets and... Manifold. It said manifold when he flipped up the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, didn't, I was like, what? Make the car go vroom, vroom, I was fast. like, oh, ra- rockets, okay. Rockets. <laughs> it's everything that we, he wanted in the cop car in Blues Brothers. That's all I can think. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I will yeah. guarantee you, like, Dan Aykroyd has notebooks from back when he was a kid, and it's like that car with like, ooh, like rocket booster and this, and it's like a little stick figure. Was it like a Simpsons episode where Homer oh. designs the perfect car right? and it's like a piece of shit? <laughs> I, there's absolutely notebooks and notebooks. It's got everything? Yeah. Lord. And he was like, someday. Someday this will yeah. be it. And he did it. Uh, <laughs> he sure did. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, John Candy, uh, what's the, the constable's name? It doesn't matter. What matters at this Dennis? point? Dennis. Dennis. Was it Dennis? Wow. Sure. Good pull. Thank you. I was like, Thank you. <laughs> I call him Dude Candy and Lady dude. Candy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the candies, if you will. Just like candy. I don't know if it's a character choice or if he is actually that miserable. See, this is one I... I feel like nobody but Dan Aykroyd wanted to be there. There are several scenes where you're like, he's the only person having a good time. And you can tell. Except for Digital Underground. Well, I mean, they just... We'll get to that part later. So very excited. Sorry. They came in to have a good time. Dan Aykroyd came in to have a good time. Everyone else feels like they were forced there at gunpoint every day. What favors did Dan Aykroyd hold over these people? Also, except whoever was the other baby. sure. 
the two Dan Aykroyd was the one baby. Oh yeah. Oh, who was the oh, other baby? I don't know. They look like they're having a ball. <laughs> well, apparently he was really stressed about that. Really? Because he was acting, wrote it, directing, and I think he was producing it. Oh, so God. like he was not having. He was acting like he was having the time of his life, but I think he was really stressed out. And you're dealing with Chevy Chase, so. I did. <laughs> yeah. Which full disclosure. At the end of this week, he, he's doing a Q&A after a Caddyshack at, at the Kodak Theater here in Rochester. God help him, because if Kara gets near that microphone. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's on. She's going to make that whole Dan Harmon thing look like nothing. First off, how dare you? Like, <laughs> I, I don't have a question. I have more than more for like a comment. <laughs> This is a strongly worded <laughs> letter to your face. <laughs> what Just the fuck? Okay. Just record it for us so we know. <laughs> so yeah, I guess back to the plot. Um, yes. oh, so God. John Candy oh, pulls over plot, the, yeah. the Brazilian Nairs and Demi and, and Chevy Shut Chase. Up. They all have names. Chris and... I don't know her name. I don't know her Hold name, on, give which me a is sec. sad. Oh, God. Always Brenda? a good sign of a movie when you got to go to your notes for the main character. <laughs> Diane. Names. Diane. Diane. Oh, I'm going to forget that in five so minutes. Chris, That's right. It's not even like super Chris far away from Chris. Chris. Diane. Diane Fosto and Ronaldo. Um, a little ditty. Black and Diane. Diane. No. So <laughs> pulls him over, tells him that he's, he's just writing him a ticket for blowing the stop sign and not for the batshit car chase. <laughs> it's so nonchalant. Literally, I'm watching that, and he says there, like, I'm not going to plan on mentioning the speeding. I'm like, the, you're not? They're going you're, to 100 not. miles yeah. an hour on the mine roads, almost going into trucks? Right. Oh. He oh, should have spun out. The, the entire reason that anybody should have pulled him over, exactly. that's the part <laughs> I'm going to just kind of skip. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So then they drove off and into the junkyard house castle. Where they buried Flipper. Where they buried <laughs> Flipper. Flipper's dead? The, yeah. <laughs> wow. The one-liners Chevy Chase had. I know. <laughs> oh, boy. I feel like he didn't even have a script. He didn't have lines. They were just like, whatever. whatever I think he mandated a certain amount of, like, witticisms, <laughs> like, <laughs> per page. Because there's times when, at a certain point, when stuff starts getting serious, like, oh, no, you know people have been murdered. Yeah. He's acting at the exact same level of, mm-hmm. oh, ha, 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 snide comment. Or, ha, I'm like... No, no. I think Chevy was like, I have to be the clever one. Yeah. So I'm going to need to say like something cute here, something cute here. And I have no emotional journey. No. I don't grow as a person. No. (laughs) He has his contract. No. (laughs) Again, I feel terrible saying it, but I don't think that ever happened in his career outside of community. Mm. And I think that was by force. Absolutely. Like any other movie that I saw, I've seen of Chevy Chase's, including Memoirs of the Invisible Man, which came after this. Arguably a worse movie, but not in Chevy Chase's head. Um, <laughs> man, I'm sorry to shit on Chevy Chase because I fucking love him, but oh boy, is this just? Ugh. Are you um, just saying that in case he hears this? Well, no, I, I'm, I'm going to be in a room with him at the end of the week, and I genuinely like. I I, ha- I can argue that that run of Caddyshack and mm-hmm. Fletch, even Fletch lives to a certain point. It's good. It's fun, Chevy Chase, and then it goes sideways, and then you find out all the other stuff that he did. And, he had a very, very narrow range in which he could function in a way that you could enjoy him as an audience. And he, any slight deviation, like, say, romantic comedy, is just never is never going to work for him. But I don't no. think he ever wanted to admit that. I don't think he's someone who can admit that. So thus, we have the... We have all this, all this, all of it, yes. all of it. <laughs> most of the rest of his career. And again, yeah. 
I really enjoy Chevy Chase, and I think Fletch is one of the funniest movies ever made. This is not that. Um, so we get to the courthouse. Mm-hmm. Slash house house. Slash house house. Slash fun house. Slash fun house. Nightmare house. Nightmare, Nightmare house. house. Yeah. Um, and we go to trial. Mm-hmm. So it's... um. How would you explain how, how we go to trial here? Um, I think it kind of... What did he say? Like when uh, Candy showed up, he was like, oh, look at Barney Five. So I think that's kind of like the, where are we? What are we doing? Why does this look like some backwards, random courthouse kind of from the 1800s nonsense? And so you're not supposed to take it seriously. But then when you when you get there and you see... Well, you don't even see... Dan Aykroyd's character right away because he's like covered by all these books and it just seems like a joke and I what I liked about the scene was that see there's a messy house that I described in my original (laughs) (laughs) what I like about it is right up until a certain point and I think this is where that horror element comes in you just think he's like a well-meaning kooky old you know judge and like John Candy tried he, he tried to tell him he's like listen don't act crazy in here we're just trying to get you in and get you out. And then at some point his character turns and, and he's like, then you see that craziness. You see that, that evilness where he could, we were like, Oh yeah, he probably kills people. Like John Candy's like police officer character is the only like non asshole in this film. He's the only one who I'm like, I think he's a decent human being who's trying to stop these people from being murderated. And he just kind of like to the point where he just rolls his eyes and he's like, ah, I, I I tried to help you. I don't know what to tell you. I I did the best that I could. I gave you very you, clear instructions. You're the, yes. <laughs> and you are a monster. And you have now <laughs> will now reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. Exactly. What I was gonna yeah. say. And so looking at, and so everything about the whole scene is comical because you don't okay, see the frightening face that that is ID, under all that putty. He just throws it up there. Take, take them. Contravention of village bylaw 23, failing in the execution of a full stop at a place so marked. I recommend find bond and release. What else you want to do for him? Bake him a pie. Goose Christopher Lawrence But I love it. I love it. Was this one of those things where, like, as you started watching it, you remembered lines? No, I didn't. No, I didn't remember like any of the lines. Um. The 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 line at the very end of the movie was something that I remembered um, only after like I saw it. But there were elements of it that I recall, like the twins. I com- blacked out. Well, I, I mean, can't imagine why. Yeah. We all do at some point, which we will get to. And then I see them and I'm like, oh, these knuckleheads. Like, I was like, oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, so this opening scene or the scene where they're first, like, in front of the judge is one of my favorite ones because I think it's kind of that element, that transition between, look at this hokey little crew and what the heck is going on here? And, oh, <laughs> they're in trouble. Nothing but. Nothing but. Yeah. <laughs> so one of my favorite lines is, is coming up while they're talking. Chevy Chase brings out one of, I think, a thousand cigars. <laughs> um, and the judge calls it a dog rocket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dog yeah, look at him. He looks terrifying. Then you're like, oh no. Oh, oh yeah, you probably. gotta play that one. You gotta... Bula, bula, bula. Look who's got the front seats of the Mexican hat dance now. Just like a bunch of spiders in a birthday cake. <laughs> <laughs> There it is. You might be interested to know that you are not under the jurisdiction of just any old fishing license dispenser and stamp pad jockey. We've always been set to deal with the offenders once and for all at their first appearance. Quick as something to a ten year old goose. 
Congratulations. I'm glad to know things are running smoothly for you. Put out that dog rocket! Oh, sir, sorry. In 1796, my forefathers established this seat after the tenants of the old Shire Charter. Shire Charter? Excuse me, sir, that's pre-magna carta. I mean, serfdom and fiefdom stuff. No, Very no. good, young lady. Oh, don't try to be a character. Yeah, you know, to me. It's too late. No, no, it's just not, it's not gonna take. It's not, I know you're trying, it's not gonna take. Yeah, see, she knew, she's like, oh, I messed up. It's getting too friendly. That is the sum total of the reason why Demi Moore is a lawyer in this film. That's <laughs> that line was it. Yeah, well, that's right, because she does, like, was it land stuff is her her thing, her yeah. shtick, and yeah. this is it. That was it. And that's oh, Lord. the last time it's ever referenced <laughs> yeah. for the entire yep. film. <laughs> Let's have her talk about serfdom and fiefdom type of stuff, and that'll make her seem smart. But yeah, I think it, like, shows to his, his ebb and flow of, like, like I said, kooky old guy, and then he has those like pushes of rage, and then they're there in the squeaky toy dungeon pit, and <laughs> and that's when the you know real. it's and going you're, to yeah. get ba-bom, ba-bom and then you're real back in, and you're yep. like, oh, it's that kind of movie, <laughs> bonkers. Has anybody ever drowned in a sea of squeaky squeaky toys? That's a good question. <laughs> so what what I enjoy about the reveal of, of Dan Aykroyd here is. Boy, that's a lot of prosthetics. Like, I give them a lot of credit for what he looks like right there. It's it's fantastic. Really off putting. Well, it was straight shot like a monster reveal. Yeah. Oh yeah, like like freaking like uh like a Phantom of the Opera like wait until the last minute and then you know instead of a mask, it's the books going like oh like, oh my god and then he sings that song. Oh yeah. Like it's <laughs> it's like this one two punch of like ah oh, he's got a bunch of crazy crap on his face. Oh he's crazy. He's a kook. Yeah. Who doesn't want their love to find And he him. enjoys it. He loves being him. This guy loves being him. Yeah. And this is the this is the role that Dan Aykroyd wrote for himself. Mm-hmm. This is what this is what he wanted to play. This is where he felt he could really do the most God damage seems a strong word, but I mean maybe that's what it is. <laughs> uh, We're all I, a little damaged now. What I enjoy about his performance in here is how understated it is. He really yeah. just kind of he just plays it just under he attenuates everything so you know you can really feel no he's just batshit crazy <laughs> over the top he's a fucking maniac for like 90 minutes and i feel bad because he got a razzie for that one didn't he yeah and i was like you can tell he's having a good time and he's doing it like he, he goes for it yeah <laughs> yeah no and, that's yeah. respectable yeah he sells it well that that unpredictable nature um and, and just like when he's happy, he's happy. But then you never like I was walking on eggshells watching every interaction that they had with him because I'm like, oh, don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. Oh, you messed it up. And by Chevy Chase's hand, mostly. mostly. I feel like this is when you start realizing that what this is, is Dan Aykroyd's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. 100%. Like, I'm so glad is, you said that because I wanted to get there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is before you see bones in the walls. Mm-hmm. Right here, you're like. Oh, this is absolutely like the, that like hidden community that has its own rules, and you've stumbled upon it, yeah. and you're screwed. Mm-hmm. Which is like a str- straight nightmare situation. This is when you realize, oh, this movie is way more horror than you thought it was gonna be. Because like, all of a sudden you're like, oh, they're trapped. Yeah. That that was squeaky toys in the bottom of that pit. Yeah. Only <laughs> mad men do that. Squeaky it's not toys. even a mattress. It was. They had to collect all of those squeaky toys. <laughs> they had to like just choose what went in there and what wasn't worthy of the squeaky toy pit. And like that realm of like regular is gone. They they oh it's gone. Of their their IDs, they don't have yeah. that tether. As anymore, they drop they... through the floor, us as an audience <laughs> also were dropped into the squeaky toy pit. <laughs> and I guess we'll find out if you can drown in that squeaky toy pit because that's the rest of the movie. 
<laughs> the answer is almost. So I love that comparison because I feel like this movie plays really well as like a double feature with Chainsaw Massacre 2. Oh my God. I, I, I don't know. I think that's got to be an inspiration. Like, I'm sure be. that's an interview. There's, yeah. there's no way this movie exists without Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 because it's... Okay, so I think he wanted to make Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 because that's that perfect mix of horror and comedy. It's still scary, but it's freaking ridiculous. I mean, you've got Dennis Hopper with two chainsaws dancing around. I mean, you can't beat that. I feel like he was aiming for it and he just... It's a tough balance. So I, I give him I give him props for trying because that is a tough balance. I it, this made me think of like Beetlejuice, which came out yeah. like three years ahead of time. Like mm. trying to do horror, trying to do comedy, didn't exactly land on either. Like not <laughs> like Beetlejuice did successfully. Like, <laughs> this is where I start saying like, this. This movie I appreciate its ambition. Oh, without a he, doubt. He, like, called his mm-hmm. shot. He, like, pointed out and said, I'm going to hit the ball there. And I think he kind of hit himself with the bat instead. But, <laughs> yes. but, but he did it. Because who calls their shit? Like, that, that takes a certain level. And I appreciate the hell out of it. 100%. And I think my argument there is that it's the level of celebrity that he was at that mm-hmm. didn't let him land it, right? Because if you look at, like, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, it's still Toby Hooper. It's still, you know, Dennis Hopper. It's not A-list, A-list. Like, if you compare that or Beetlejuice, I mean, that was what Tim Burton's first feature. It, it's second. It, it's like six. I think I think uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure was before that. But yeah, I think it's yeah. basically like it wasn't like at the time Beetlejuice came out, everyone wasn't going to see a Tim Burton film. Right. Mm-hmm. It had it had to be like its own. Like it's what brought people into oh a Tim Burton film. So absolutely. Right. And Dan Aykroyd had been going with Blues Brothers, Ghostbusters. Yeah. That, yeah, that's an, that's you interesting. Know. I I think that part of the issue is he needs someone to say no, right? <laughs> and that person wasn't there. there. That person is like under the floorboards in the <laughs> squeaky toy pit. <laughs> that was the story. I heard an interview with him where he was talking about how they pitched this, and he said it was him and Chevy going to Warner Brothers and pitching this movie, and the studio was like, "Yes, how big a check do you want? We're going to make this. We're we're in this bu- business dollars. and forty million dollars, right? Oof. Which is fucking bananas." To, to see the film, and then afterwards I looked up, I was like, well, how much were they given to make this? And to see how much they were given to make it, I was, I was like, what? Well, here's a weird, I think you see the money, but it's all in the world building. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that's what he was interested Absolutely. in. I want to build this. So the money is there, and then they're like, oh, no, we have to put, like, characters. There has to be something to watch for an hour and a half. I sincerely can see him going like, oh, no. Oh no! Because all I want to do is show like this weird courthouse and all the weird metal sculptures up to it, mm-hmm. and that whole Vulcanvania, you know, based the on an actual and place. The, the falling and the yeah. opens and the closes. And, yeah, th- you can tell yeah. what interested him and what didn't. Mm-hmm. He needed but, to make an amusement park. Yeah. Oh man, bone stripper. Bone stripper. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm I'm taking a look now and kind of thinking about what could have made this better. Um, and if you're going for like the SNL thing, I'm looking at the cast of SNL that year, right? So it was Dana Carvey, Chris Farley, Phil Hartman, Victoria Jackson, Mike Myers, Kevin Neal, and Chris Rock, and Julia Sweeney. Chris Farley. If we substitute out, <laughs> yeah, if, if we substitute out either Candy for Farley. Yeah, that's, I was just thinking that. Or Chevy Chase, Chevy Chase for Mike Myers in 1991, where would this movie have been? You just needed likable yeah. characters. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I like think Mike yeah. Myers. Was yeah. that the same year? What year was uh, So I Married an Axe Murderer? That was a couple years later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think the, 
<laughs> love Ed. Yeah. <laughs> so Wayne's Wayne's World would have been the following year. Would have been okay. okay. Yeah. Mm. I think the likability is what was uh, needed. I think you could have been as batshit crazy, but the likability needed to be there, and that's what m- was missing. Like Mike said, like everybody was basically an asshole. Except for Demi. Demi was more like, what was she? Who is yeah. she? I don't even remember her name. <laughs> I just remembered on my notes that she was a lawyer. Um, and everybody else was just kind of like a shithead. Yeah. And I didn't really, wasn't really interested. I basically wanted more murder. Yeah. And we all know yep. my feelings on a lot of blood. Not really there for it. But I was like, this could use more blood. So like, I was kind of sad on the bone grinder when it was just bones that shot out. I was like, that was... They could have been cartoony. I think they could have done that and gone cartoony with the rest of it. And it not, you know, then it kind of hams up a little bit more and you're not dealing with buckets of goo. Um, I know how much we love it, but I think they could have done it. It's it's okay. Here's the thing. My love of horror goo is also realizing that it's not applicable to every situation. That's what makes it so much so precious and and excited when it shows up. This movie was not a goo movie. It was never going to be a goo movie. Oh, that's okay. The hot dog scene. No. Um, <laughs> this is no. We don't need to even talk about the hot dog scene because no, unnecessary we foley. Because literally, so. eight-year-old me. This is what we ate in the summer right. during the day when my twelve-year-old brother was responsible for lunch. So, okay. Right. <laughs> I had so many questions because when he's like, "You want some hands on a log?" and then she picks it up like she's never used her goddamn hands before. <laughs> like, I'm just so confused. I'm like, put it on the plate. Put it. Put it on the. Put it down. None of these people act down. like humans. There's no reason for this. They're this, aliens. <laughs> legitimately, <laughs> yeah. This is my favorite part of this whole movie. It's the condiment for, train. Wait, can we for, play welcome to supper. This <laughs> is pe- penis nose. Penis nose. There's so much. Yeah. Oh, the cokeheads. The but like the foley work on dinner is just so unnecessary. It, it was extensive, and he's the so train. nonchalant. He's so the nonchalant when he sentences them to death with the condiments. Like <laughs> I want it, right? I want a condiment. It's a long table. It's this perfect solution, and it's kind of charming. I love that the fact that he just like doesn't let anyone else get it. He can control the speed. Yeah, he stops. And yes. here, like, <laughs> if I had the power to control a condiment train, I can't say I wouldn't abuse that power. If someone tried to put a ketchup on their hot dog, that train would never stop. His leg out. This is arguably the best part of this movie. Second best. Welcome to Shuffle. <laughs> yes. Second best. A nice Hawaiian pun. Like a freaking I don't know oil why I like can. So do they still make them in cans? Oh, yeah. You yeah, can they do. In cans. Oh, I knew I should have stopped at Walmart to get us some to celebrate with. Also, the best Chevy Chase line in the movie. You know, there's nothing better at the end of a long day on the road than a nice warm glass of wine punch. <laughs> and then his John face. John Candy is so, he's so fed up. That micro expression. He's like, I tried to get you out of here and this is how you behave. No, the Brazilian. Does he treat all traffic violators this graciously? Only the ones he takes a special interest in, mm-hmm. like he's bankers. Like dumbass. <laughs> Ants on a log, ma'am. <laughs> here we go. Uh, mm-hmm. Take it's one. Like a cat He's... with tape on her palm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. Is it that Look she's so rich she's never encountered Doesn't... celery? Look at her. Oh, yeah, so yeah. amazing. She's got the, <laughs> just the, put it the, on the stalk plate. of lettuce <laughs> and let the celery and trying to figure out how to get it on the plate. Here comes the fat girl tropes. Oh my god. I mean, beautiful eye makeup. Mm-hmm. Beautiful Gorgeous. eye makeup. Well, uh, I'd like to introduce my granddaughter. You don't find Lady Candy alluring? 
I think it's she has mystery. Looks so constipated. <laughs> I can't tell if the Brazilianer was getting up to be like polite or if he was like, "How do I get out of here?" <laughs> do yes, I, he, he was getting ready. <laughs> he was getting ready to make his big move that's about to come. So yeah, the the lady candy, I guess, is the best way. Lady Eldonia. Eldonia. Yeah. Eldonia. She. <laughs> she's a mute well a mute I don't even know if mute's the right word yeah, she makes no, sounds yeah. after an accident a right <laughs> must have missed that part yep my, <laughs> we're watching this last night with Kara and it's my fifth rewatch they, they pan over and it's that shot with the two candies in the same scene and Kara just went oh they spent a lot of money for this shit oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like rather than just hire somebody else here's where we are like but the thing is, he is having such a blast as Eldonia. Like, I feel like he likes Eldonia better than the, the other character. Absolutely. I feel like the other character is the guy he always plays. It's the John yeah. Hughes put upon John Candy. And now he's just, you know. He does look very put upon. Now he, yeah, And this one, he gets to be Lady Lurch. So, <laughs> oh stalking around the house. Yeah. I say that with all the love in the world because I really think she's one of the best characters in the movie. Valid. But he just—it's like, oh, take me now, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so more contraptions nope. happen here in the dinner scene. It's the, the one thing I want to talk about in, in this scene is that prosthetic nose gets more and more phallic every time he moves his head. I yes. don't know if they're changing it or how it's shot, but. It's like five different dicks on his face. Oh, they're absolutely changing it because yeah. that is a joke that he wants highlighted. Uh, but he can't like this is one of the few times he can't have Chevy Chase just repeat what you can read. Yeah. So like the camera has to do the work and he's wants to make sure you get the dick note. Dick nose joke. <laughs> See, he's really trying to it's help a note us here. And a nose. Yeah, <laughs> it's a note. Mm, dick note. They're serving dogs. Which totally could have been. <laughs> Enter yeah. the dog. The this, movie's like, we're not that horrific. Don't worry about it. This Just part is, knows. yeah, this part is where I got full on Texas Mass- Texas yeah. Chainsaw. Like These are the most disgusting. They're calling them hot dogs, but they're like demon sausages. Yeah, so my the, brain's looking at them. I'm like, are they making fun of white hots? Yeah. Uh, hey, yeah. hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Stay away from my, God, oh, waving it in her face. Uh, oh, not that's the That's part of our culture. Don't let right. it touch the peanut butter. I think it's weird too because like there's that that second of horror where to me he's like, is it dogs? And then he's like, no, of course not, you dumbass. They're hot dogs. And so you kind of are like scared, like because it could be dogs. Mm. But then you're like, oh no, we're, it's a, they're having dinner. He's feeding them. He's got a little train with little little condiments, condiments, on, condiments it. on it. Of course they're like normal. They're gonna make it out of here. The condiment train fine. is delightful. And yeah, exactly. then the foley work and, gets a yeah. little cray cray. It's like. Oh, oh. Okay. Okay. He's fine because he's just putting mustard on it like no reasonable human person. But now you see there's. We gotta listen. Oh, I see ketchup on it. He's a monster. <laughs> That's what makes him a monster. Yep. This is the shot where I was like, it's "Boy, no. is that a dick!" It is in no hot dog bun. It's just sliced Wonder yeah. Bread. Yeah. Clearly a different oh, nose. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Chevy actually like blinked. He's like, "Wait a minute, what's happening?" <laughs> so rude. Very good. Sixty chandeliers. Oh. I don't know where the Jello came from, but I would like some. Agreed. 
Yeah, it looks very refreshing. Yeah. We all agree. Yeah. Jello mold for next episode. Jello mold next episode. Excellent. Don't Hard do that me with a good time. I'm not. Uh, Wait, <laughs> unless it's cloudy with a chance of meatballs, and we're making everything out of Jello. <laughs> no, it's Reader Repulsive Green Jello. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> we're, we're like retreating to happier movies. Yeah, yeah we remember were. that joy you felt? Let's break out for a second. So yeah, he. That oh, nose definitely God. changed. That one shot yep. was a dick nose. There, there was a urethra on that nose. <laughs> and you could see Chevy like kind of like you know do that. Wait, am I seeing what I'm seeing? Kind of thing because I think everybody had that, that second. Because then the next scene, it just looks like his old fake yeah. nose. It's a gherkin. It's a gherkin. <laughs> the gherkin catapult is maybe the best. I love that. That's what pushes the Brazilianers <laughs> over the not not like this horror or terror, but like he flicked a gherkin at his face. So he's like, no. Not in my family. And then the cop just picks up a semi-automatic. Like, don't don't play with me. You think you're getting out of here? Everything about this movie is like things are escalating quickly, and like (laughs) she's ready to shoot these people. But I respect the hell out of this move. (sighs) These two jumped out of a window and out the movie. Yes, Yes. like like like, good on them. The smartest people. And but it was not a first floor window. That was no, like a second to second up. and a half third floor window. But I think These two dweebs. They <laughs> earned their millions. I yeah. don't think that they like were given those Brazilians by their parents. I think they earned them. You can tell. They're go-getters. They're go-getters. They jump out of windows and save themselves. Yeah, they dodged 21 bullets in another hour and 20 minutes of this movie. Yes. <laughs> but I think, too, it, it, it's one of those things where you're like, more murder. They could have, like, everybody in this movie could have died, and I would not have cared one iota. And I think it should have, well, it started with the cokeheads, but it should have continued with these two. I think it was a missed opportunity. Well, that would have been a great movie. Yes. Had they turned it into just a straight-up sla- comedy just, slasher? Yeah, like, yes. come on, you gotta go. There could have been an alligator in that moat, or they could have, like, just been gunned down. And the, and the alligator was also John Candy? Yes. I wanted yeah. to be, like, Played a, a mechanical Candy. alligator. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been great. I think the... The other thing, other than just having likable characters, is the tone. Yeah. They didn't stick to a tone. No, it is totally all over the place. All over the place. And so I think if they would have chosen to be more direct and, I don't know, not scary the word, but um, violent and... Yeah. No, keep going. No, violent and scary, or I guess it's really hard to do, like, um, horror comedy, but yeah. they were just really messing up on both ends. It was a line we're talking about. This yeah. this proves how hard yeah. that is. Yeah. yeah, go go and watch like Evil Dead Two and like oh, fall on yeah. your knees and be thankful. Someone in my fruit cellar. I mean, <laughs> if you look at it, <laughs> Dan Aykroyd made the original great horror comedy. Yeah, yeah, Ghostbusters. Yep. Yeah, nailed yeah. it. And then here we are. I have never been more scared than with a librarian <laughs> ghost when I was a kid. In that first mm-hmm. five minutes Terrifying. of that movie, scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I hated going towards the um, Dewey Decimal System because oh, of that. Yeah. 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 But, but Again, retreating to other movies. <laughs> but here's right. the thing. So that's Dan Aykroyd with other people telling him no. Like, hey, you know what? Maybe this is a little too sexual. Okay, we'll give you the blowjob ghost, but it is a dream, Dan. It is a dream. No one here made him make any of this a dream. <laughs> right. This is all reality. I mean, him. this this is a dream, but not... Not, Not any of ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think too, like there wasn't anybody there pushing him further. I think there were so many <laughs> opportunities. I know it seems. Not, I know. Off the cliff. But like, there were like when they were inside, you know, 
the Brazilianers are running away and he says, you know, put that away, get the dogs. And you're like, oh, there's going to be dogs. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I was like, somebody's getting eaten yeah, or somebody's mauled. Yeah, by dogs. And then you see the dogs and they're just like these adorable, like, not greyhounds, what do you call those things? Bloodhounds. Bloodhounds. <laughs> Hound of sorts. And they're so floppy and cute. And you're like, oh, look at these cute little dogs. And then they jump into this toxic waste pool and you're like, oh, they're going to melt. And then they get out. <laughs> you're like, and she's only slightly like, Oh, John Candy's going to shoot them. Exactly. And then they write off into the sunset. And then they're never seen again. And you're kind of like, was nobody there going, but what if they died? And he's like, whoa. Let's let's not no. They can't die. <laughs> That's what I love about this movie is that it, it, there's either no stakes or all the exactly. stakes. Exactly. <laughs> it's, yep. like, it's literally all or nothing, and it makes no sense. It doesn't make any. So why why these two? What I like, want to talk about now is uh, Demi's romper, which oh, at it. first I didn't realize because she's shot from the waist up, like for the court scene and stuff, mm-hmm. and at the dinner table, and then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a second. Is that just like a one piece with like shorts and a halter top? Oh, what what is going piece. on? She's dressed sensibly for this horror. Like <laughs> she, she can, but but it is all white. So yeah. God, yeah. why she never gets blood splattered on her? There's, there's no, no blood. blood. Last opportunity. Why is she wearing white? I mean, she I at least should have gotten like the mustard or something at something. the table. Yeah. Ketchup yeah. Maybe to symbolize the blood. Something. It gets dirtier and dirtier, and it upsets me. It does. Okay. It gets real dirty hands. and real ugly and real nasty. You know what's real dirty, ugly, and nasty? Is this kissing pro- scene. Yeah, so nasty. Yeah. This heterosexual I'm agenda at work here, folks. I, I'm glad we're here. Uh, yeah. Because like, are you? Here, here's the thing. As don't touch her. Heterosexual man who I guess. Chevy Chase is my analog in this movie, I guess. Yeet. No, Matt, you're much better than that. Thank you. But, like, I'm watching this, and to me, Moore's actions here make no goddamn what? sense whatsoever. She's just mumbling about how, like, she doesn't know who she is and, like, how, how she has no whatever agency. I don't know what it was. She makes bad just choices. Bad choices. Wrong guys. And then leans in and starts kissing Chevy Chase's. Oh, dear God. Yeah. I, here, here, here's my question. Does this movie gain anything by this God romantic again? Not the right word. Subplot. Like <laughs> no. there is. What does the movie get by this? What would it lose if they were just like two? Like oh, like she had this. Like she's a lawyer and he's like a thing. So like he's obviously involved in the thing she's upset with. What if it was just like we both have to go to Atlantic City because of business? Yeah, we I both know each other previously. Right. We work together. Let's Why go. does this have to be? as the fo- most forced romantic thing I've ever seen. The only thing I can think is it was in Chevy Chase's contract that he had to. Well, I gotta kiss you, you landed on my theory. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, there's, this was, in, someone insisted upon this. Th- this is how he got Chevy Chase in this movie was, you, you get to you kiss to me more. And what I, what I don't Ugh. get, what I, what I, what confused me about that scene Ugh. was when she was saying like, you're 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 a bad guy or like i always choose the bad guys maybe i'm missing something yes he is a dick and that is kind of like yeah but he's a like a millionaire he seemed he's divorced but he's like been divorced for four years he has his own situation going on he seems pretty stable right so i didn't like he's a jerk yes but like i don't wouldn't necessarily classify him as a bad guy. She's also known no. for like maybe exactly. 24 for hours like a day. Yeah. Like <laughs> how are you supposed to know? So I, it just made no sense. You're right. And I, I had mentioned this before the elevator scene. I thought she was trying to manipulate him. Hmm. I thought the same for the kissing scene. I was like, Oh, all right. The hoodwinking is about to begin. That would make oh, sense. Yeah. And then no hoodwinking. She was being, she was supposed to be being serious. And I was like, Oh crap. Hang on. Is this the good narration part? Oh, where they read everything out? 
Oh, yeah, it is. There. Doors locked. Doors locked. <laughs> Vanessa has to stop writing a better film. It's breaking my heart every time. I'm like, yeah, they should have. That, yeah. that creeped me out, the baby room. <laughs> so apparently, like, everybody and their mother, wait, wait, wait. they got oh, no, no, no. all the props that they could. So they're just like, bring bring props, your friends and family. And that's how they got anything, the money. everything they could. She forgot the duck. She forgot the duck. Oh, that's she funny. forgot two duck. He literally... It <laughs> <laughs> tells you what's happening, just in case you didn't get it. He is walking descriptive video in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. The movie's got you. I feel it. Oh, we, we missed out on a great smooshing there. I know. Yeah. I love how we're all just like watching this at this point, like yeah. just dumbfounded. And we've already seen it. Are you alright? It's a blind staircase. That's my favorite thing he explains. He bonks his head on the ceiling. Is everything okay? It's a blind staircase. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, we know. Hey, everybody. It's Matt Knotts. Just stopping in here halfway through to check in on you. How are you? I know it's been a lot. It's nothing but trouble, which is one of the most mind-blowing movies we've ever seen here at Anomaly. Uh, Speaking of mind-blowing... I wanted to tell you about the Anomaly Film Festival. It's happening November 8th, 9th, and 10th at the Cinema Theater in Rochester, New York. We've announced our first four films. You may have heard we're showing Extraordinary, the the Irish paranormal comedy starring Maeve Higgins from NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, uh, an appearance on the Amy Schumer show. We've got in Fabric a really amazing, I don't know what you would call it, if the, the old TV show, Are You Being Served, was made as a movie, but it was made by Dario Argento and Ken Russell, that's what you'd get within Fabric. We've got Daniel Isn't Real, The Dark Side of Drop Dead Fred, starring Patrick Schwarzenegger, Arnold's son, which is pretty amazing, and Why Don't You Just Die, which, you like Looney Tunes movies? You like Blood and Guts? Come see Why Won't You Just Die. That's just four of the many films that we're going to be showing the weekend of November 8th, 9th, and 10th at the Cinema Theater in Rochester. We are so stoked to be bringing this to you. You can be part of the action. Come out. uh, Check us out. It's AnomalyFilmFest.com. We've got links to tickets on Eventbrite. For the weekend pass right now, it's $70. And honestly, no better entertainment value in town than that. You've got a bunch of movies, events. I can't tell you enough. It's going to be so great. Please join us November 8th, 9th, and 10th, Cinema Theater, Rochester, New York, uh, AnomalyFilmFest.com for all the details. We'll see you there. Oh, yeah. Back to nothing but trouble. This movie really wants to walk us through this. I mean, I got movie. I swear to God I've got this. I've seen movies before. I understand what this means. Please, let's keep going because we will never get to Digital Underground. We're never going to get there. This is the time when the movie never gets there. <laughs> Remember when he said only like drug dealers and people who do really bad things are the ones that they kill? Yeah, all they did was rest up. But then he mentions bankers. Yeah. Because well, the, grand, the grandfather got swindled by a banker. And burned out the town. Now, the town. now, correct me if I'm Miss Chuck here. Did... <laughs> On their scenic drive past Jersey on the Turnpike, didn't Chevy mention that his parents or his like grandfather, whoever, were the ones who did that? Yes. Yeah. So that is something that they never brought is, up again. Yeah. I, stop. Yes. yes. Why do you always shock me every podcast? Okay, hold on. Stop. 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 Thank you. Because so, yeah, I'm watching Vanessa's it. And all I was dead like, babies and so, bankers. I'm, like so this is like your fault this is basically your comeuppance but i feel like again that's another storyline or a better storyline 
And did I miss they that just completely? Like, I missed they that completely. It. They, they set it up. It. And that, they set it up to yeah, let it down. That first conversation they're having in the car, like, why do we stay on the turnpike? Well, there's nothing but <laughs> old burned out coal mines. My grandfather bought this town, blah, 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 yeah. yackety schmackety. And then fucking nothing after that. Not Stop like, it. He's even got the same last name as the banker that swindled yes. him. So the only thing this movie does not spoon feed you is the reason they're going through this. Yeah. <laughs> He will tell you. He will read the gravestone. He will tell you that there's a wall coming at you. Yeah. But they will not bring up the fact. That it is his fa- This is a, a Hatfield and McCoy's type situation here. Yes. And I, the thing is, I don't even think the judge, like, he doesn't seem to know. He doesn't make the relate. Which is like, I feel like that would be the best thing ever if they were in the courtroom and he was like, wait, what's your fucking name? And yes. like, that's it. Yes. And, but yeah, the, that was the one thing. Cause I thought I was crazy. I was like, well, they never brought it up again. And I feel like that would be something that they brought up. They would bring up, they would have to bring it up. It's a big plot point. Nope. I can only nope. imagine it got edited out. I am, a, my jaw is dropped <laughs> to the goddamn floor. <laughs> Vanessa, please be at every podcast I'm in. Because between the Hook podcast and the dead baby, and then you telling me that there's a hard plot line that was never brought up again. I'm shocked. I, I'm sorry. I, I thank you it. so much. You're welcome. <laughs> Vanessa is the movie assassin. That, that <laughs> is. The movie assassin. Yeah. Well, there's a couple things. Like there's um when you watch the whole John Candy uh, plot, um there's oh. absolutely stuff that's edited out because the way when he like they, so he takes the money and leads to the Brazilianers, right? But you're supposed to get the idea that oh he was going to inherit all this stuff, right? Yeah. So there's a whole thing where like all of a sudden like Chevy Chase is going to marry Aldana and stuff, and mm-hmm. and the judge is saying like hey I'm going to give you like basically like giving away John Candy's birthright, right? Yeah. He never hears that though. Oh, and there's never no. Like, they show shots of him later packing up and leaving, but there's not. There's there has to have been a shot because right. that that makes the difference between whether you stick with your family or not. Like, oh, he was just going to give it away to this guy, which would be doubly worse if they had known that his like he was yeah. related. There's your Hatfield McCoy thing. And he would have. The thing is, he would have <laughs> never. There? He would have never wed Altoona to that banker had he known right? that that banker was the reason why See? they were so destitute Look in the at first the place. Plot. Pl- uh. yeah. You know Wait, what I love about writing a better movie, guys. Face. Every oh. time we do one of these, we end up writing the movie better somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we rewind and like go take a, a well, zoom he, in he, on his actual nose? Yes. Here's the thing. Oh. I know. I'm so sorry. I'm looking no, no, this way. You let me know. No, no. no we're looking that way. We're looking away. They, they <laughs> desperately <laughs> needed the time for this scene where the judge removes his prosthetic penis nose and has a hole in his face. If we didn't do that, then what's this movie for? You can see him for the monster he truly. Yes. But there is taxidermy in this movie and I apologize because I saw Oh, it's okay, it. it's not real. Oh, okay. It's not here. <laughs> I, I was like, uh, it is real. It's one hundred percent guarantee <laughs> yeah. you'll never find taxidermy in this dude, house. Dude, dude, the skunk uh, with the uh, glasses is like my second or third favorite thing in this film. And it's just in a shot. There you go. And then later he goes, Oh my skunk. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I understand that. I love that skunk. Now we are coming up to another scene uh in this room a little later down the road. Uh, that is one of my favorite scenes because I think it is terrifying. <laughs> so, A, being trapped behind the wall, pretty scary as it is. Yes. But when Chevy actually goes into the room because he thinks that homeboy is uh, out, of, out of the way and then he's looking through stuff and the judge just rises back out of the floor. <laughs> because of, what did he say? He forgot his gun or something like that. And it was just terrifying to me because even though, oh, even though his prosthetic nose was back on, and he looked like as normal as he could possibly look. It was still just like this ominous 
creepy old man and he's not even like an acute old man you can't be like oh look at that little old judge it's like somebody <laughs> you do not want to go near and it was it, to me I, I was watching it in the dark at home and i'm like huh. <laughs> dear god at one o'clock in the morning at one by o'clock yourself. in the morning by myself <laughs> i think and that was the problem that part really it i was shook oh these two oh the cute disgusting adult baby they're so sweaty and greasy. They're so wet. This is where outside. this movie takes a giant turn for right. me. I was about it, to say, like, this is where it goes into like, oh, this is not in any way real. Like, this is this is not what happens to the human body. What the hell is happening? Are they monsters? I'm also confused where all these children are coming from. Where are their parents? I mean, well, I think there's a few answers. Yeah, they're his grandchildren, but who are his children? Because the other two aren't his. They got kids. the X. Well, I, I, I don't. I don't. think you want the answers to that I question. I don't think I do. Nope. Bone nope. Crusher. Not if we're gonna sleep tonight. Bone crusher. Yeah. The- Bone. Mighty Morphin. Bone, Bone crusher. crusher. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We've lost. It. I mean, it's not gonna get any more. Like, there's no more clarity to be had. They're pretty. Young. But there is still a chunk of this movie left. <laughs> Yeah, and that's one of those things where I'm like, when when are we gonna ramp this up? A lot of things are happening. Yeah. A lot of Were things have happened. Have they gotten it felt like an eternity? Did I miss Digital Underground? Did they pass no, out. No, we didn't no, go there yet. Yeah, haven't no, gotten there yet. We haven't gotten there. Oh, Jesus! Soon. So okay, it's, it's Bobo and Little De- Devil. Little right? Devil. Yes. And I think they take a liking to Diane a or shining, if you will, want to eat her or I don't. You got a yeah, pervy mouth. Always, I didn't know if it was a pervy way. We get to one of those. Yeah, we always get to like these moments where we're like just on the cusp of going, just yeah. diving face first into horror, and then we're like, "No, nah, let's bring it, let's bring it back a little bit. We're just gonna moonwalk this one right back." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, they're gonna kill her. No. They're gonna eat her. No, they just want to play cards. Okay." <laughs> Again, the prosthetics in this movie are fucking great. They're great, and it's a shame, isn't it? It's yeah. just like they're fantastic. And they're whimsical, I guess you could say. And oh. they can move Perhaps. so well in those costumes. It, they were very nimble running around. And those big babies. As an aside. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. This is my scene. Okay, it's gone. A very specific shout out for, for Eric Meyer, by the way. Shot by Dean Cundy. So this is two movies in a row. Dean Cundy. Oh, Hook. nice. Nothing but trouble. <laughs> oil of youth eternal. That snake oil. Ugh. Ugh. The I can't do it. <laughs> just getting quiet again as this, this nightmare this, plays, plays out on the screen. There's, also, yeah. I would like to say no wonder the judge is super cranky because if people kept calling me all hours of the night for traffic violations, right. I would put someone in the bone crusher right away. Oh, wait, no, but this means it's coming. The good news no, is this is the best traffic violation. Okay, okay, yes, okay. I mean, I know it's it's still interspersed with stuff, but I see hope. So no hope in the form of Tupac. <laughs> right. Wow, way to drop that bomb. Oh, oh no. So, yeah, that's a hard left into this one, huh? <laughs> so we've gotten this far. What could happen next? There's a hearse that pulls up. For speeding. For speeding. And it's digital underground. Yeah. Who then performs an entire musical number entire. to get themselves out of trouble. And it deserved to work. Yeah. It did work. And then you just see Tupac smiling a couple frames. And I'm like, wow. He <laughs> sings. Go yeah. on. I have so many feelings about this because all of a sudden this is the one scene where I don't feel like bad or sad yeah. or confused. I'm like, yeah. oh no, there's no music. And then the judge comes in and he's playing the organ. And here's the thing. I think this is very much Dan Aykroyd's House of Blues. I just want to hang out with musicians. Mm-hmm. So he absolutely wrote a scene where his character is like, yeah, I know I'm a murdering nut ball, but oh, look, there he goes. also I can get down with the funky kids. That's exactly, I say that's those are the words he used. Funky kids. As much kids. as I would have hated to see it. Yeah. Again, there was an opportunity for murder. How yeah. are they all the same bone? 
It's a lot of femurs. It's How a, are they all it's a, femurs? It's this femur closet. <laughs> we have so many some. walls. They have walls for every bone in the body. Right. <laughs> it's for insulation. This is my femur wall. See, this and is now, my tibula now wall. Now he's gone. <laughs> the this hip is my bones phalanges wall. <laughs> Chevy Chase doesn't know how to mind his own business, so he's trifling through stuff. And this, <laughs> this again, bitch. could have like been a great opportunity for him to be like, oh, it was moi. And why did this information so, need to be had? There is dead center in the middle of the frame. There's a headline that says Village Reeve hurt in foundry blast. Chevy takes his time to read that to us just to make sure. <laughs> it explains why it's important. It's the only fucking thing that's in focus in the entire shot. <laughs> this action scene, I don't know, man. He, he, he's rolling why is around he in a wheelchair. Limbo? He's like this, yeah, decrepit old man. Turns into goddamn Jackie Chan all of a sudden. Yeah, and then Nimble I feel like this is where hell. it takes a turn. This is where the turn goes from like. Uh, I feel like we've made so many turns. So many <laughs> turns. We're just spinning. We're just spinning. We're, just going in a we're spinning. Yeah, we're, we're in a goddamn spiral. It's coming. It's coming. Look at it. Look at it. Oh, yes, sir, I did. The musicians. It contains musical items. That's what it contains. Musical items. Well. It's got the shakes. I'd better see them. We better see them. Set them up. Let me see them. Set him up. Let's see. Because she grabs her right, gun. Let's go. She wants to kill she's somebody. She's trigger happy. I mean, she's she trigger wants happy. To kill but it's somebody. like the A team. Oh, this is the other no. musical break. I <laughs> forgot. <laughs> the very creepy okay. musical break in comparison to the fun musical break. I keep wanting to call Lady Candy Altoona. Is that her name? Altona. Altona. Altona is a town, right? <laughs> Not far away from where All this right. takes place. <laughs> is it, a, it? Is am I right? Is it a town? I don't know anything right. You think now. I passed geography? <laughs> I could barely find Oswego the other day. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, what I wouldn't give for a love scene between Chevy Chase and Eldona right now. <laughs> that would make this movie. Would make Here's the thing: I don't think you're writing me. a better movie right now. <laughs> I thought we were writing a better movie. Are you kidding me? We're just making. Something I think we're just going to have to disagree upon this. Look, she's chased not until after the wedding That's night. True. That's true. Lady Candy is very clear on that. She's I can see it in her eyes. Are you telling me you wouldn't be no. entertained by John Candy fucking that men's warehouse All suit right. off Whoa. of Chevy Chase? Whoa. No, she's hilarious. She is a lady. No, Would you like so me to good. see if there's some fan fiction for that? Hold yeah. on. No, no, you, you stayed <laughs> the hell off the internet. Okay. So one of my AO3. favorite parts too is yep. that is Demi Moore mimicking this. Yeah, it's so odd. <laughs> My hands on top. My deal, I win. That's right. No, no, it's Bobo's deal because Bobo's hands on top. <laughs> <laughs> hands on top. I win my deal. Okay. If I win again, I get another bowl of cereal. I'm gonna have to edit so much of this quiet out get, while we just absorb it again. My brain's I keep up. No, little devil. <laughs> my deal. Okay, Bobo, deal. I just want to ask her, was it worth the paycheck? <laughs> Good Christ. Oh, okay. Is it, is it now? Oh, it's I now. I think it's now. Oh, it's now. Okay. Okay, everybody. We're okay. We're going to be safe for a couple minutes. Everybody, we're going to be safe. Live in this happy place. So, I'll, t- I'll tell you the one thing that history decided that this movie wasn't weird enough. So, it decided to have Tupac Shakur in there. Just so, just so retroactively you can watch this movie and go, wait, what? I wonder if they were all just happened to be like on the lot and they're like, oh, you want to come play in this movie? You want to be in the movie? That's fine. 
from what I found in my research, Dan Aykroyd fucking loves Digital Underground. You can tell this is a scene about love. It's about getting down with like the youth. He looks uncomfortable like he shit his pants. So did Digital Underground bring Tupac then to sing the hook? He's part, part of, of Digital Underground. Really? Yeah. Okay, okay, so... so <laughs> right. Hold on, hold on. Wait, so no, no. <laughs> we'll, we'll listen to this, and then you can tell me why I did not know this in my entire life. Safety step. So... <laughs> well, okay, so here's... A, uh, <laughs> edit in a record, record scratch. Please, please. <laughs> well, no. Never mind. Wait. I've been listening to a lot of... Let's take a stop real quick, go through the history of Digital Underground really quick, no. and then jump back in. I am for it. That I can't do. But, you know, there's like... Please tell me you listen to like Shakira Hips Don't Lie, right? So yes. Michael and John has like his little breakdown in there and he's yes. like, when Tupac carried crates for um, Humpty Hump, there's a whole line and mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry I'm underselling Stop. this, the history of yeah. hip hop, but down to Hips Don't Lie. But like... <laughs> I, I love Tupac. I have listened to him five ever. Yeah. And why did I not know he was a part of Digital Underground? Yeah. Where have I been? Pardon? No, I told you this movie's full of like secret little things. Secret some of them will things. scare you. Some of you, some of them will delight you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank so, you for that background. Uh, also, Tupac's film debut. No, it's not. Yeah. No. Yeah. And they spelled his name wrong in the credits. No. Do you know how they spelled it? Two P A C. That is how he built himself in Digital Underground. Are you sure? Yep. Because I Are like how sure? I did it. Because it yep. makes the movie sound stupid. Now yeah. I sound like I can do yeah. my research. Don't and I don't like out. that. Don't, don't let her bully as, you. As someone who, who really did enjoy Digital Underground in the early 90s. He built himself yeah. as Tupac in Digital Underground. Yeah. Yep. We're just dropping bombs on yep. you today. Man, there's a lot of history. Like, I feel like, you know, oh. maybe we should just like change what our podcast is. I'll, I'll blow your mind. It's Digital Underground Humpty now. Hump was two guys. He was Shock G, who was actually the guy, and then Humpty Hump was like his alter ego. Oh, uh, my, my favorite thing here is, um, and this is a personal thing. Uh, I used to, uh, it my most the most favorite karaoke performance I've ever seen was was C. Robert Cargill, the writer of like Sinister or Doctor Strange, does an amazing Humpty dance karaoke. I've been lucky enough to experience that. I would love to see that. That would be amazing. I, I, it's, it, it lives in me forever. I don't ever see it again. I don't know if I ever will. But like, you know how you have those moments where you're like, I, I'm glad I'm here. Yeah. I don't know how I got here, but I'm glad I'm here. It's one of those. I think oh, you get yes, two, on. maybe three moments. <laughs> this is this is one of those moments for me. So thank you guys. Wait, so did Thanks, you find Vanessa. that fanfic? Okay, so there's nothing. Oh, um, God damn it! There is Not something. Yet. There is. Mm, yeah, yet. no, man, I could be the one to get that started. How am I gonna go to sleep tonight? But uh, you're not. You're gonna write one. like That's any it. great fanfic writer. You're gonna stay up all hours of the night writing it. Yeah, Altoona and Chris. Altoona and Chris. It's not a yeah. morning activity. It's, no, it's not. It's no. a sinful night activity. <laughs> sinful the night sun activity. can't see me do this. Yeah. Oh, no. How Altoona knocked his short sleeve suit off. <laughs> oh, God, no. 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 She got the suit off, but somehow the chains were still on. God, that, she's sorry. a wizard. <laughs> Chevy Chase's suit looks like it's made out of bounty to paper towel. It sure does. Yeah, they didn't spend money on the clothes. <laughs> so where, where are we? 
Back to the good part. Legally, I don't know how much we're allowed to do this, but I think if we talk over it, we're okay. No, all right. Okay, we'll talk but, over it then. Yeah. But I absolutely enjoy the fact that there were video girls. Well, yeah. And that they came up and danced next to um, Dan Aykroyd playing the organ. And there's nothing appealing about this old man. Like, not away from him, young lady. The keyboard break here. <laughs> like, they look stunned. Look stunned that this guy's play. getting it. Oh, he looks terrifying. Absolutely cool. well, terrifying. Well, Dan Aykroyd wrote this. He wrote a scene where he blows these musicians' minds with his, oh like, amazing organ skills. Who wouldn't? Oh, my God. Yep. Tupac's mind is so blown that <laughs> so blown. He, he stops singing the hook that's still playing on the soundtrack and just starts... <laughs> Oh, she strokes his fake hair. Oh. Listen, they gotta ham it up. They gotta get out of here. They gotta get out of here alive. You gotta play the long game. So, when you watch this, who are the most enjoyable characters in this film? In the film or in this scene? I, I'm gonna go the whole Tupac. film. Yeah. Tupac. Digital, underground. Digital, underground. Digital underground. Tupac, Humpty Hump. The, yeah, they kill it. Yeah. Um, I hate to... Well, I don't hate to say it. Here's the thing. I love to say it. Dan Aykroyd is one of my favorite characters. Yes. Him standalone, I think, is that perfect, like, funny slash scary, sinister character. I The world he built around him uh, is also, you know, pretty pretty sweet. It's a little weird, uh, but it works. I think all those other knuckleheads, Chevy Chase, Demi <laughs> Moore, the Brazilianaires. Brazilianaires. I would even say the Candies. Um uh, Altoona and what's his face? Yeah. Uh-huh. Dennis. <laughs> You're really just not gonna let this go. Aldona. 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 I I think they ruin the film. I know. And the plot. I mean, obviously the plot plays a big role. I'm not saying I'm not saying they're acting ruined ruined it all together. I, I think there are a lot of plot holes here. But watching him pull this most ridiculous thing off is very enjoyable. Um, I just wish he had done a better job. He commits hundred and twenty percent. Yeah, to everything. And the thing is, like when you watched like Beetlejuice, like we talked about, like I loved to hate Beetlejuice, and I'm only gonna say it twice because I don't want him to show up. But <laughs> I think that like you love to hate this guy. I just wish the material and the people around him. And I wish I wish his vision had come true. I think that's what I'm trying to say. I'm a hundred percent behind you. Yeah. yeah. I you you I you're watching this film trying to see the film that he meant it to be. Yeah. And it's like that's that's the you've got two tracks in your like when I'm watching it, I have two tracks in my brain. I'm mm-hmm. watching the film that exists. Yeah. And then trying to decode the film that was supposed to be, and it's it's fascinating. And kind of like, oh, I wish you had done this. Oh, I wish the dogs had actually been evil and not those cute little puppies. And like, like, so, like, there's always, oh, I wish. And so I, it just kind of sucks. I, heard, I don't know how true this is, but this is a fascinating mental experiment either mm-hmm. way. I had heard at one point the plan was for Dan Aykroyd to play the lead and the judge, which would make sense because there's the doubling. That would make sense. I, I don't know Dan Aykroyd with the meme. I mean, whatever. Yeah, the romantic never is never going to work. Yeah, forget no. <laughs> no. But I can, I can see kind of where he was going. I could find that's a much more likable main the character. Twins, yes. The twins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's all this. But I, apparently, like, the studio was like, no. And I think they no. thought Chevy Chase was the more likable. Yeah. God, that can't be it. I mean, he was just on the cusp of making Memoirs of the Invisible Man yeah. and Cops and Robertsons. <laughs> so, but, like, it's a fascinating what if. 
It is. And that's, I, I think it's a missed opportunity. And, and that same interview we were talking about, about when, when they pitched it and the studio was like, yes, I can't write a check big enough for you. I love her dress. Dan Aykroyd said something like, this movie never really found its audience at the time, but it has now. Yeah, I guess. I don't know a hundred percent that that's true. It's definitely not the cult classic. But Maybe he's imagining it is. Yeah, like, yeah not so much. <laughs> but yeah. But there's right. a lot to be appreciated here. But, you know, here it, we are doing a podcast about it. Exactly. <laughs> I Which, want him to know I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I'd rather live in a world where this movie exists and where it doesn't exist. Point of yeah. order, this is the longest discussion we've had about a movie to date. Oh my God, you're going to edit this tight, please. I mean, yeah. Please, please don't, please, please let people think that we didn't lose our minds slowly because we did. Yeah, Make it no. seem faster. I, yeah. <laughs> shout out to Adobe Audition. You can actually just <laughs> tell it to find pauses longer than a second and it will trim those fuckers out. Um, Good. Doing the Lord's work. So, I didn't we're gonna actually gonna get married. This scene always baffled me. I was like, oh, like yeah. something's gonna happen. It's gonna save him. But it. Oh, if if I ever get married, I want the digital underground version of the wedding song. <laughs> wedding song to play. We'll it's beautiful. It, it I like is. how he has the boutonniere on and everything. Well, since it's been our longest discussion, I think we can scoot right along then. Bye, Altoona. Altona. Altona. I'm going to let this slide because it's your birthday. <laughs> I can't. I absolutely can't. I will not. I will tie this to um, our Gremlins 2 podcast, though. By the way, you should go listen to it if you haven't already. It's available on where your podcasts are available. Good job. Um, thank you. Um, I want to tie it into it by saying that this has got another movie with an atypical wedding um, scenario mm-hmm. going on um, that we're watching right now. <laughs> yeah. So. My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I think Chevy Chase might be wearing the same suit as Picardo. <laughs> but Picardo was Picardo. Was, Don't mention them in the same voice. Oh, Picardo, God among men. Another favorite part He's a little of this more willing than this one is that digital underground. Like it's very clear this man does not want to get married. And they're like, whatever. See and then, you later. When this guy leaves, he said, "I was, I was scared at my wedding too." And he just leaves. Yeah. Maybe the funniest line in the movie. It's from Digital Underground as a parting shot. There's nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Listen, uh, save yourself. Uh-huh. They can tell this guy's kind of a jerk. They don't need yeah. to worry about him. Like, so good. We got our own problems. We got to get yeah. out of here. But I think what um, I am like, so from here on out, it's just like a bunch of like lucky shots where the bone. Uh, bone stripper. Bone, bone stripper. Body morphin. Power bone stripper. Um, does not like work. And so he lives. Lucky shot. And then it goes on to them being able to like save one another. And then they get to that train scene and they get onto the train and and then you think like everything's fine. And what I find to be like incredibly like so I'm watching this and I'm like, God, I don't remember. So, again, I thought I made up this film uh, in my head uh, when I was younger. I was explaining to Meg. I was like, um, I th- but I also got this combined. I combined parts of it with what is it called? A freak show? Just freaks. Just freaks. Just freaks. So it's combining this film plot and images with freaks. So again, I kind of made up a film, but um, I did not remember the ending. So when the ending came, I was completely shocked um, by what happened. Yeah, it's it's terrifying. It's It's one of the scariest parts. It creeps me out a lot. Because I think it kind of breaks that whole like, oh, this is why I would never. Yeah, you're like, oh, this is why I would never like. Go off of the turnpike. This is why. Exactly. Stay in my Stay lane. off a of country roads. Stay off a of country roads. But then it's like, <gasps> the justice system. 
That's right. So, exactly. It was the justice system the whole, the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> there are so many big ideas he's playing with here, and he just can't land them. Can't em. land them. No. I just like, come on, man. A, wrap it up. B, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like he wrapped it up in like two two different ways. I was like, okay, it's going to end now. And then, oh, it's ending in a different way. Also, like he looked like he was in the army. The Not John yeah. Candy. Like you made it out and then you came back. Mm. What he, the hell's yeah. going on with that? He was definitely in the service. Yeah. Because there's the photo of him in the yeah. Marines, if in I'm the not Marines, mistaken. Yeah. Is, is that, now maybe I'm giving this movie too much credit. Is, is that supposed to indicate that they are in like every level of government this family that would be a very like sweet want, turn yeah you're right again another thing they'll never follow up i'm like right. oh okay like so we're all screwed also what is the point of this testing your gear i guess but it's, it's, it's a chopper it's, it's, it's a chopper it it's oh, a waste right. of damn time that's what it is Timmy's like, oh, I done done it now. Oh god! Like, but, okay, so how do we wrap? <laughs> I feel like there's, this movie yeah, still has like fifteen this, minutes. We're not going to sit and watch. It has like five no, minutes no. worth of entertain. Well, yeah, well, yeah mm, entertainment. Yeah, maybe. Mm, so I think so, we could like skip by that Looney Tunes ending. Let's just get yeah. right there. We're oh, that's that's so thank you. Like, <laughs> I want to. I want to talk about how when they he, they talk to the to the attorney general and they get all the cops. Yeah, and they're all behind them. And they are like, oh, yeah. Um, he's like, I can pick. They tell him all the stories and they're obviously cleaned up and people are believing the stories, which I just think is crazy. Um, they're like, oh, no, we'll come with you. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Go- I would like I'm not going back to that goddamn place. I can pick them out from a um, a lineup. And they're like, no, we'll go back with you. And then what does she do? That's a go up to the goddamn front of the house. <laughs> I'm like, are you do you not have like PTSD or something? Are you not freaked out? You're going to knock on this door even with all these cops behind you and say, hello, how you doing? You're uh, we're fucking uh, arresting you. Ha ha. Come on out. And then you turn around and all these people got guns pointed at you because they all know this judge. And that's the whole like plot twist of the whole thing is they all agree with what he's doing. Or what do you say? Like, we don't totally agree with what he's doing, but his tactics are Oh, uh, they're like, we can't say out loud that we agree with. Hey, first yeah. off, they're not supposed to be in the house. So what are they doing in the house? <laughs> I thought that too. I thought the that too. They're not supposed to be in the house. And she's outside. Bye, bitch. Bye. <laughs> right? Gun happy. But yeah, I think it was what like they left. I was like, okay, bye. And then they were fine. And then again, at the end, Demi Moore, I thought she was ready to hoodwink him because the way her behavior, she was just like, we'll go up to the door. I'm like, are you crazy? You must be crazy. There must be a reason why you're acting so foolish. And it just turns out that she doesn't have any common sense at the end of the day. Uh, She's like, oh, I got all these soldiers behind me. I think I'm big. I'm bad. We're going to go up to the door. No, girl. And and it just it it's just it's just too much. And then how, how can they go back to it. everything being normal when you just saw a bunch like up to the attorney general knows yes. about this crazy dude and you just had almost all like the state cops like laughing at you and all, and a bunch of them just died in like a burning fire. And then you're just like back laying in on a house. goddamn couch like, oh, we're safe. It's such a white person thing. to Wearing do that your feel little safe. ruffled shouldered. What is that? Bathrobe. Are you okay, Ew, honey? Are you all right? Also, Brian Doyle Murphy just popped up there. So, really, I missed it. Yeah, he was the other guy with the Attorney General. It's Brian Doyle Murray. Oh, so he had a Murray brother. Mine. So wild. everybody's accounted. And for. this ending just creeps me out. And is another shot of the penis nose unnecessarily. unnecessarily. They want to send you off with that. With you know what they say? Leave him laughing. Leave him wanting more. I don't want any more of this. So the most gratuitous dick face nose situation. 
face. The, there's, we're staring yeah, at this we, again. We're just it's staring like, at this because it's but it's God all, matter, all that matters is that Chevy Chase makes wacky noises, totally abandons Demi more because he thinks they're coming for him, and runs out the wall and leaves a whole like goddamn Bugs Bunny. And yeah. that's the last shot of the movie. I feel like we should just. Planning to move in with my grandson in law. Oh, no. He lives in New York City. Oh, come on, what? No, what? See you soon, banker. Like, no, legit. What? Yep. Ah! That's the most penisy one. No, you won't. Also, more gratuitous ex- explanation. All they had, if they were going to do a classy ending where it's just a freaking hole in the wall, you just leave the hole in the wall. You don't need him going, no, you won't. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, he ran away. Oh, thanks, movie. And you hear the clapping. Like, <laughs> uh, like his, yeah. his feet on the on the ground. The movie was so worried oh, was I wouldn't Bobo. get it. It's just one of us. So, uh, uh, okay. The, the Looney Tunes ending. I. There's we, nothing like that in any other part of the movie, so it's yeah. extra weird. I mean, oh, there's nice. weird stuff in the movie, but there's nothing Looney Tunes level except for that end. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's all odd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it gives you kind of like whiplash after like that kind of terrifying reveal of the cops and then they're just like, and anyways, cartoon. Yeah, and that's how he decided to like wrap it up. I think he got bored. Like they're out, again, he just wants to get to the house and then once he's gone with the house, he's like, who gives a crap? If it's not happening in the house, Dan Aykroyd kind of doesn't care, which I understand because to be honest, all the interesting stuff happens in that house. Yeah. And then at the end, like they specifically, like I would say waste time talking about the oil and everything and how like much money, Mm. like, oh, look at all this great oil blah blah but like he's obviously he doesn't care because he's moving to new york city and he doesn't care because we never actually talked about the fact that like they never explored that plot where chevy chase's character is the reason why they were broken destitute and how they were broken destitute like you're a judge in a town so we kind of saw like the shanty town or whatever but like how would that impact them and it was just kind of like at the end oh oil well we're piecing out anyway so what's the point and then that's it and well the house is gone so the movie has to end yeah <laughs> it's done we're, we're finished. free of the the evil is defeated no <laughs> it's underground it lives underground we can always revisit it you are i paid 12.99 i own this now <laughs> so that was nothing but trouble Make it stop. Hey, did you know that a was it Vulcanvania is based at in a after yes. a real place? Is it really? You, yeah, it's Centralia. Centralia in yeah. Pennsylvania. Get this: there's been a fire burning underground through coal yeah. seam since 1960 something. It can burn for another 250 years. That place is empty. There are seven people left who live in there. They've like there's houses gone. It's just like streets that have vents of smoke what? coming out of it. The um I believe in 2000 something they took away its zip code because like no one can live here. There's like carbon monoxide gas coming out of there. The ground gets crazy hot. It was actually the inspiration uh, for Resident Evil as well. <gasps> oh, look at you. That thing's yep. real. Silent Hill too. Oh, God. You're right. It yeah. was Silent Hill. Yeah. The, the movie like straight up looks like Centralia. Like It's hilarious to think that those are the two <laughs> films. <laughs> nothing but trouble and, and Silent Hill. Hill. So, so different yet so the same. They really are in a way, aren't they? <laughs> We've we've lost it. Yeah, oh, <laughs> my yeah, brain this powers. Is, this is what the, I, mean, I, I don't hate this movie, but it will no. alter the chemicals in your brain. Did we all watch it? Like we watch it or watch it at night? Did anyone yeah. watch yes. it while the sun was up? Wow, I did. Wow. Like? I does, did. It, does it seem different when the sun's up? Um, I absolutely watched it when the sun was up because I am not going <laughs> to torture myself to have nightmares later in the day. Thank you. I didn't know what to expect, so I was like, well, and 
Well, we've had this discussion. I'm a morning person. I go to bed at usually like 930. Yeah. So the it, morning is your night. Yes. <laughs> so technically you saw it at night, too. <laughs> it's terrifying. So what do we want to say in closing about nothing but trouble? I think it's when it comes down to it. Yeah. Troublesome for troublesome, sure. Troublesome. I, I love that we got here through Vanessa's recollection. <laughs> Strange. One uh, simple Vanessa. question. Hey, do you remember this movie? Yeah. <laughs> Which movie was, are you talking yeah, about? It, it was pitched at, uh, at, at Aaron's house on a couch. Yep. There's this quirky rom-com I remember with, <laughs> with, with Demi Moore and Chevy Chase. And this is where we ended up. Oh, oh my God. It's got a lot of good ideas. They just don't land. They don't and land. It, visually, it's incredible. It's it's fun yep. to watch. It's, it's yeah. It's yep. fun to watch, more fun to discuss, I think. Yeah. Yes. So thanks for hanging with us through it. Um, I highly recommend watching it. Maybe don't buy it. Rent it. Rent it. Um, uh, KP, you said you found some reviews on Amazon. I think we could probably go out that way, right? Let, let's. Oh, well, I was, I, I was looking because I'm like, what do other people think about this movie? I didn't grow up with it, and I think that that kind of shapes yeah. some views maybe. <laughs> And so the one that I found, I just took a snippet out of it. Now, on Amazon, it has like four and a half stars. So people think this movie is really funny. Literally, I had to kind of dig to get one that was like, dear God. Um, I think there are a lot of Ackeroids, though. Yeah. 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 It seems like a large family with internet access. (laughs) What's wild is Rotten Tomatoes is 5%, four and a half stars on Amazon. So that's a... Well, it's one of those things where it's like... Critics versus what did the general public think? It's not going to always align. So, you know, sometimes you just go in to watch a movie and have a good time, and the expectations are low. So, this poor person wrote about three paragraphs about how much they hated it. And they wrote, I just took this sentence. The only reason that I accepted it as a comedy 27 years ago, I guess, must have had something to do with whatever alcoholic substance I was imbibing back then. They didn't want to so, say Coke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I guess in closing, go get yourself a bottle of Crystal Head Vodka. <laughs> Throw a, a hot dog. <laughs> Sprinkling little cocaine. A get, hot dog. Get some steamed hot dogs. Oh. Put and a loaf of toys. bread. There we go. Put your feet up on your on your squeaky toys and enjoy nothing but trouble. This has been Anomaly Presents. Thank you for listening, and, and we'll catch you next time with Power Rangers. I mean, Ocean's Eleven. I, <laughs> wow, Aaron. <laughs> there's there's one movie on the list. <laughs> yeah, because you deleted them all. <laughs> See you next time, everybody. Danny and I, uh, Danny had this idea for the face that he put on your nose and all that, and, and played that character beautifully. And um, he said, well, why don't I get you and Debbie Moore uh, to me? Oh, what an ass. Anyway. <laughs> God, she's pathetic. <laughs> but we played her. And uh, you guys We'll have to run into this place called Vulcanvania. <laughs> Danny also this sort of like a, oh, what's it, Trans, uh, Trans, Transylvania. 
it's Vulcan video, and uh, and had to just follow whatever happened. This, there was no sense of writing, uh, of storyline. It's just reaction to whatever's taking place. So out of nowhere, I got on a slide into the death thing. I mean, it's just nuts. And, and Danny is the resident genius of Saturday Night Live. Nobody was as funny. I still love him to death. He made a lot of money on the films that I turned down. Like, <laughs> I turned it down, and it went like 300 million or something. Very good thing. And then. Um, if you want to learn more about Rochester and Buffalo's wide range of diverse cuisines, Nominate Meals might be for you. The fun part is you have no idea what you're going to get until you pick your meal up at one of our fantastic events. All you have to do is go to nominatemeals.com and order a meal for two for $40 that features dishes from one small, typically minority-owned restaurant. We run events at Three Heads Brewing, Fatty Beer Company in the neighborhood of Play, and also Nowhere Lounge in Buffalo. We offer drink pairings for sale that pair with each dish for that night, which really adds to the experience. Go to nominatemeals.com to order your meal for an upcoming event and join the nomination.